A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome from Dublin to Cleveland. This is Logan, your host, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? How are you today? Life's great. I'm wonderful. God's good. Why about yourself? Ah, I am doing very well. I am enjoying my lovely rainy day that is today. It is uh, sort of Irish weather and uh, helps me to remind reminds me of my good friend Brendan because it is rainy. Um, but uh, today we've got some cool things for you. We're going to go through some hypothetical questions, um, and our Bible passage will be from Luke chapter twenty. So with the hypothetical questions, I will let Brendan take them away. He has them uh, nice and categorized, and uh, we will we'll go through them, and you will learn more about the both of us, and we'd love to hear yours. And so if you uh, would like to answer them, um, you can play along as well. Write them down and send us an email at fromdublin2cleveland at gmail.com, or post them in the uh, comment section below the video that Brendan will be posting in, I'm sure, a couple days. So do that, and Brendan, take it away. All right, broski. If you were a superhero with no superpowers, what would your name be? Um, my name would be like Bland Man or something like that. I mean, I could probably just go with Banana Man because, I mean, Banana Man has no powers. What is what is he gonna do? Throw bananas at somebody? <laughs> um, <laughs> banana man, because he has no powers. How about you? What would your superpower be? <laughs> I think banana would be great for you. You know, like na 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 na. For me, if I were wearing a makeshift made-at-home costume. I'd call myself Ordinary Man, just for the crack. Um, but if I were to really fork out on random bits and bobs, on like, you know, Amazon or the likes, I'd probably call myself something really pretentious, like Paladin or Paragon or something. So it would depend on how much I spent on my appearance. <laughs> but Ordinary Man would probably be the winner in the end. <laughs> okay, if you had to pick a historical era to live in, which one would it be, and why? Um, American Revolution. Uh, I enjoy that time period. I enjoy the uh, wearing cool outfits like wigs and uh, long boots and mm. uh, blue overcoats. Um, I th I just think it'd be awesome to just dress up as as that and to live in that era and to feel like on the cutting edge of a new nation and fighting for fighting for it and um and all that so i think that would be awesome uh how about yeah. you what historical area would you live in i would like to live in ireland in the 800s um ad of course um christianity was really taking off, which it had been for quite a while, since the, the 400s, even. Um, but in the 800s, the greatest, most world-renowned book in four volumes, 
to be produced, the Book of Kells, um, was made. Uh, it's the number one medieval treasure um, to emerge and still lasts with us. Um, it was designed by Irish monks, and they used beautiful and stylized ornate imagery to rewrite Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in Latin. But also just had the most beautiful pictures to help unpack the gospel as well. And they had each of the apostles pictured as men, calves, lions, and eagles, each representing part of Jesus' life as a man, a sacrificial offering, mighty against the darkness, and ultimately even to resurrection life and the ascension. And you had to be a teenager in order to work on the book, because only they had perfect enough eyesight to do it. And um, the Vikings stole it, stripped it of its gold, buried it on the ground, and they still dug it up. Uh, I think it was just such a fascinating time to be alive, and it still captivates the imagination and the awe of tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people a year. I just think it would be made to be part of that. Something that's lasted 1,200 years. Um, okay, let's look for less holy answers this time. If you were a dictator of a small country, what crazy dictator things would you do? Um, I would make the populace wear wild clothing. Like, they would not be allowed to have matching outfits. You must have, like, wear as many colors as possible. Um, I'd probably have a funny little hat. And if I could somehow grow some sort of weird uh, facial hair, I'd have some weird facial hair and make it the... Uh, the symbol of our country um maybe just wear all red all the time like you only can wear red outfits uh it would just be it would just be literally me just make forcing them to do these crazy wild outfit choices that no one else would uh <laughs> in their right minds wear outside of <laughs> outside of the house <laughs> How about you? What would you? Uh, what what crazy things would you do? I have to be very careful about my answer because as of not very many hours ago, I finished reading Marvel's Secret War storyline from 2017, where the Marvel universe was destroyed. Doctor Doom recreated it, and he called himself God, and imposed all measure of draconian laws on the people, and turned the whole remade Earth into a battle world. So I have to make sure that I have not been persuaded by the dark side. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to play it safe and say I'd make everyone wear blue. If I say anything more creative than that, I might get, a, I don't know, accused of having been manipulated by the uh, darkly supervillainous characters I've been reading. But yeah, wearing blue every day. That's what I do anyway. So every day, I always wear blue. So I think it would be like homage to, to their leader. It would be a mark of respect to me. And I would love them of ice cream if they behaved. <laughs> okay. If you could have any superpower, which power would you want to have? Well, everyone's probably... The easy answer is like strength or flying or, you know, all those lame 
lame ones that everyone says. Um, I'd probably go like something out of the box that would be like the ability to um, fast forward or rewind things in your life. Um, kind of like if you had a remote control where if there were things that you didn't enjoy, so let's say you didn't enjoy, you know, mm. uh, some kind of studying, like you could fast forward through it, putting it yourself on autopilot, that it would do the best work for it and uh, do it. And you don't have like, you have the memory of doing it, but you just did it super quickly or having the ability to like reverse things like things mm. that you made a mistake or you took, you went down a path in a conversation and you just are able to rewind it back so that you're like, ah, I will try a different tactic this time and see where it comes out. Like just this ability to sort of like Dr. Strange style play with time and see how far you can like fix the situation by doing something different every time um, and see if all the points meet up at the same place or if you're able to like get around whatever happened. So I think that would be a lot of fun to have. How about you? What power would you have? Wow. Omnipotence. <laughs> so I could do whatever I wanted. <laughs> My power would be having all power. Um, ooh, I do love Cyclops from the X-Men. Um, he's definitely my favorite X-Man. So I do like the idea of shooting um, optic blasts from my eyes. I think that's so, so cool. Um, but I think if I had to choose, I would probably pick telepathy. Because that way you could read people's minds, know what's happening, their minds and their hearts. You wouldn't have to fly, but you could like astral project, and then like you know your spirit man or your or your soul could fly. So you wouldn't have to do it physically because your mind could. Oh. You wouldn't necessarily have to like have ability over like lightning, shooting that from your hands, because you could shoot psionic blasts if you're powerful enough. You know you wouldn't have to. Um, Freeze time, but you could command people to stop doing what they're doing telepathically. So I think if you were a powerful enough telepath, you could actually do a heck of a lot. Um, so yeah, telepathy. If you were a Transformer, <laughs> what vehicle would you be? Alright, so again, the easy answer is probably like a Lamborghini or some kind of like really amazing... Uh, supercar or a truck or something but i think it would be so much fun as just to be this crazy transformer that mm. like when he's standing up looks so threatening but when he goes down he like turns into like a golf cart but he's like a nitrous powered golf cart so like this thing can fly and go really fast but it's still a golf cart it's not very imposing looking get into situations and places that you wouldn't expect and then wow it's a transformer mm. <laughs> Uh, so that would be my choice. Ooh. How about you? What what would you be yeah, as a transformer? I, like <laughs> I would choose to be an electric car because I don't want people sitting on my lap just because they think that they can. And no one can afford an electric car. So therefore, if you transform into one, no one's going to be sitting on you. No one's going to be driving around you or taking selfies, looking at how pretending that they're so rich and amazing. You would be bought, you would just sit in the car dealer shop with the lovely car dealership smells all day long. People would look at you, admire you, 
realize they don't have enough money, bugger off, and leave you be. And I live a busy life, so some quiet time might do me the world of good. So yeah, I transform into an electric car. <laughs> okay, let's get a bit more serious. If you had to join a war, which one would it be, and why? Um, well, probably American Revolutionary War, but since I already said that is the time period I go back to, um, I think one, mm -hmm. I think World War Two, being able to join that war and, um, you know, fighting for freedom from what could be like totalitarian um, Nazi rule um, would be a valiant war to join and to fight mm. um, so that that doesn't happen. Um, so that would, that would probably be the war I would pick is World War II. Uh, what, how about you? What war would you pick to be a part of? Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I like, I like to do even a World War I or World War II, but I would probably actually choose an Irish one. Um... 1798 Rebellion really sticks out. Um, basically, the French and you guys were, were pretty up in arms in and around that time, and things looked to be going very, very well. <laughs> so we decided we'd have a go of it, too. Didn't go so hot for us, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but the leader of the Irish Ar Armada, or army, I was called Theobald Wolftone, and I just think Wolftone is just like the best name ever. Um, or else, pretty good. And maybe this one's the winner: the nineteen sixteen Easter Uprising. Um, it was when Ireland first declared itself a republic, and first officially launched our now iconic tricolor flag green, white, and gold, or orange. Um, we also didn't win that war either. But before every other country began declaring itself an independent republic, we got in there first. And it was in the in the middle of World War One. So yeah, I think it was revolutionary for its time and really set up the trajectory for Irish independence five years later. So I'll probably go with that one. Okay, since we've just spoken about the past, let's project ourselves in the opposite direction. What changes do you think we'll see in the next 50 years? And don't say the rapture, uh, that's cheating. Well, yeah, that probably would be cheating. Um, come Lord Jesus, come quickly is, is my first thought. But uh, <laughs> um, I think we, a lot of times we think of like flying airplanes or, or flying cars or all that jazz. Um, I mean, if, if certain people get their way, we'd all have electric cars in the next 50 years. I, I don't think that's actually going to happen. Um, I think there will always be a market mm. for gas yeah. cars. And I think once the, I think once mm. the cert, the certain regimes are in now, once they get removed, um, I think that will change back. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I think what, what is going to be dangerous is there's going to, I think there's going to be a virtual reality world that uh, people will try to live in sort of okay. like meta um, that people think we can live yeah. outside of reality and not have to deal with the consequences of reality. Um, 
And whether yeah. that uh, whether that becomes a grand scale thing, um, I think that will be a thing that we ha- we'll have to as Christians like work against um, because nothing removes the opportunity to share Christ with people if everyone's on their phones or on some device and not actually interacting with human beings out in the world. Um, so I think that is something that people wow. want to do and some pe- thing that people find interesting, but I think that's something that uh, we as Christians have to like combat because that would remove our opportunity to be lights if you're never around anyone. Um, mm. So I think that's the goal, that yeah. goal of what our society would want to turn into um even the secular good ones that we that we get along with i think that is that is where they'd want it to go um so we'll see uh how about you brendan what do you see in the next 50 years incredibly exciting days um trying to expand on what you touched on justice is coming to the earth and it's going to be total and it's not God's judgment, it's not his condemnation, he's not killing anyone or making anybody sick, but he is a God of justice. And he uses court systems to push human traffickers, murderers, um, those involved in slavery and those abominable treasonous crimes against the citizenry behind bars where they belong. And I don't think we're far off seeing that in any sense of the word. And so, yeah, I think an amazing cleanup is on the way. And I think the next number of decades on the earth will be healthier, cleaner, and righteousness will thrive because the main opposition or obstacles have been removed. I think the empire of darkness is going to get pushed back so totally that they will not rise again to the same extent until the end times. I think Jesus will be less of a cuss word on people's lips and more people will know that there is a God and that he loves the nations of this earth. I think I think space travel will probably accelerate and increase in normalcy. Um, I know a lot of the billionaires over the last couple of years were talking about you know, setting up their space shuttles so that they can eventually get to a stage where middle-class or upper-middle-class people can travel. I think that will happen. And I think new inventions will be found for energy preservation as well Um, and and waste disposal that don't involve crippling the masses. So, yeah, I think exciting, exciting days are ahead. So, people, don't be afraid. Let praise be found on your lips. Eat ice cream and celebrate. Amen. All right. If you rename any city in the world, <laughs> but you couldn't change its location or history, which city would you rename? I'll let you give an answer before I give my controversial one. <laughs> I would probably pick like uh, like Las Vegas and rename it like Lawless or uh, Evil Town or something like that. Um, you know, just to remove that everyone thinks it's a cool place to go. It's not. Don't go there. <laughs> it's bad. Don't do not go to Las Vegas. Um, so it'd probably be that, or just to be a cheeky answer. Like if there's some sort of like 
if there's some city out there where they labeled it like West, West, the Western point or Western, something like that. And like, if it's not on a Western coast, I think it needs to move somewhere else. Um, like it actually needs to legit, it needs to be called like Centerville or something like that. It needs to not be on the, if it's on the East side of the country, it does not need to be called West point or West, something like that. So that'd probably be my, uh, my funny answer to that. Uh, how about you, Brendan? What is your uh, controversial answer to this? <laughs> okay. So one of them is 75% real already. Um, so in Northern Ireland, I say it's a state. Some people say it's a country. There's room for conversation. <laughs> they have a county called Derry. Well... It's dairy, if you're looking at a map that was produced in the Republic of Ireland. If you look at a map that was produced in Northern Ireland, it's called London Dairy. It's just the British's way of really stamping their uh, seal of ownership on the place. So, I would say every single map on this island should call it dairy and not London Dairy. Because no one in the Republic calls it Londonderry. We only call it Derry. We don't want to have a London in Ireland. But Northern Ireland, all their maps, call it Londonderry. And we refuse to acknowledge that it's legitimacy. Um, or if I had to get very controversial, <laughs> I would refer to this entire island as a united Ireland. Rather than a Republic of and Northern. There, I've said it. When I become T shock of this country, people, that border is gonna go. <laughs> we'll be one nation under God as Jesus Christ intended. Alright, Logan. <laughs> Just like someone might possibly hit me for that comment, let's get violent. If someone offered you ten thousand dollars every time they punched you in the face, and I know that there are people who want to <laughs> how many times would you want to be hit? All right. So the people who would offer this is either a boxer or an MMA fighter who would like probably kill me if they punched me more than five times. Um, or this would be some sort of YouTuber who like is just making money off of YouTube. And, hey, like, your face can heal. Your bank can can't. Yes. Yeah. So this is, or it's some kind of YouTuber that would just be like, oh yeah, I'll punch you in the face uh, and give you $10,000. Like if it's the YouTube dude, I could probably do like 10 <laughs> or 15. Because I'm thinking just a big, a big fat dude. So oh yeah, was a playing, man. playing video games all day. Yeah, yeah. I think I, think I could take Paul, it. If it's a UFC fighter, I'm going to say zero because I don't want to lose. I, I like my face. I like the way it is. I like my nose the way it is. I don't need to have that readjusted. <laughs> How about you, Brendan? What would you do? <laughs> Interesting. I would allow myself to be punched as many times as it takes in order to get 10 Bitcoins. So whatever the price currently is, times that by, by 10. <laughs> Bitcoin the future, people. I even have on a t-shirt. Hang on. Bitcoin to the moon. <laughs> To the moon! <laughs> I think the opening release, I haven't worn it in public yet, so I need to start. Um, all 
right, broski. Here's a classic one. If you were an animal for one day, which one would it be, and why? Um, I think it would probably be some sort of bird. Probably like an eagle or something like that. Because you get to fly, you hmm. can see some cool sights, and uh, pretty, uh, like, you get to see things from a different viewpoint, you know? If you were any other animal, you'd see it in the exact same way as you would a human, just maybe taller or shorter. But if you're a bird, you can see things from above, um, which we wouldn't get to see without things like, um, like drones or anything like that. So I'd probably pick a bird, uh, probably an eagle. How about you? What would you pick? I would also pick a bird, um, but rather than a mouse-catching eagle, I would choose to be a puffin. Because Ireland has 80 islands, and we have an island called... Puffin Island, because it is inhabited by puffins, uh, commonly called the clowns of the sea. Uh, and I think I'm, I think I've got my, my moments of being funny. <laughs> Far and few between, though they are. But I've been told I make people laugh on occasion, um, and they just seem very, very chipper. They just potter around on the little island, and if people come to visit them, happy days. If they get no visitors, they seem perfectly content. And uh, yeah, I think uh, just popping around that little island, eating fish when you get peckish, having the lols mm. afterwards, it just seems very, very peaceful. But let's take this off an island for a moment. If you had to live in a castle, which one would it be and why? Um, well, first of all, I'd live in any castle. I, I don't discriminate castles-wise. Um, but if I had no, to I pick do. a specific one, it would it would probably be the one that is in store for Brendan and I in heaven where we get to sit and enjoy our own castle uh, that, that you know God has planned for us. That's probably the castle I'd love to live in. Um, but any castle will do. I'm not, I'm not a castle like uh, – I'm not anti-castle. I am totally pro-castle. Uh, all the castles, send them my way. Um, if you have a castle, let me rent it or let me buy it from you. That's all I ask. Um, Brendan, how about you? <laughs> what castle would you live in? <laughs> well, considering my island has 3,000 castles, let me assure you, I am not pro all the castles. There are good ones, there are bad ones. Um, there are amazing ones, and there are ones that are just taggy. <laughs> Dublin Castle being my least favorite of them all. Um, is, is it bad out 3,000 castles? I literally have a least favorite. Um, this one might seem a little biased, but actually my town has the oldest stone castle in the British Isles um, from Norman times. They were a French army mm. led by Richard St. Clair, but we just call him Strongbow. And uh, yeah, it's still standing perfectly in the center of my town. So, uh, I have every intention of buying and living in that castle for a time. Um, and yeah, when you get, go up onto the top, you can see, face the whole town from, uh, from the roof. Um, if you see something you don't like on the ground, just spit on them. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Hello, you live in a freaking castle. So, yeah, I picked the one 10 minutes 
down the road from my house. And that way I would still live pretty close to my family and friends. If humans had the ability to see all colour except one, which colour would you want to survive? Forgive me, if humans lost the ability to see all colour, with one exception. So you can only preserve one colour. I think the colour would probably be either green or blue. I'm leaning towards green, because green is the symbol of, like, go, and... Mm -hmm. Also, the color that uh, is of grass and trees and stuff that you would just, you know, run into. Um, blue would be helpful so you know where the horizon is and where the sky is and uh, where water is. So you don't just randomly just walk into water. Um, but I think I'm leaning towards green is probably the answer, I would say. Uh, how about you? What, what, would, uh, what would you pick? Look at this shirt I'm wearing. It's blue. It's gotta be blue. Even the walls behind me are blue. And I literally wear the color blue every single day and have done since I was like six or seven. Um, so yeah, it's gotta be blue. Um, I just think blue is the most amazing color. When I see blue, I think of heaven. Um, I think of all the colors out there. It's got some of those beautiful hues. Green is definitely the recognize the national color of Ireland today, but actually blue was our national color for a long time. Um, St. Patrick is today always pictured wearing green, but originally is actually thought he, he wore blue. Um, blue is also a color of national sovereignty, mm. which is also a big thing here too. So it's got to be blue. It's got to be blue. All right. If you could make one law in the world, what would it be? And my law would be the ability to make more laws. <laughs> okay, so one law um, that everyone has to uh, everyone has to read the Bible um, as or re reading the Bible is like a required reading um, because it's good for you know profit. It's profitable for proof for, for correction and for instruction and in righteousness. So any everybody needs to read it at some point so they have a knowledge of it and are accountable to it. So it's sort of a forced religion upon them, but at the same time, it's good for them. So everybody has to read the Bible. That's my law. How about you? What What's your law? Interesting. Ooh. In my flesh, I would say the absolute criminalization of communism. <laughs> Where all the communists, well, they get what they deserve. There's a baby with the one for the rest of us. Uh, but no, no, no. Um, it would have to be the absolute criminalization of abortion. It is the highest form of demonic worship there is. And if you look through the Bible, it is recognized as the worst thing people can do to each other. When you see nations begin killing their own children, Pretty much when God got really, really angry, and justice came in a big way. If you could live in any state in the U.S., which would it be? And you may even choose the state you live in, Ohio. Um, I love Ohio. Ohio's good because we don't have snakes or volcanoes or earthquakes or, uh, mm. or raging fires. Um, but at the same time, I think living in either North Dakota or South Dakota would be really cool. 
Um, cause it's just, it's just country out there. Like it's just endless, endless miles and miles of basically the land and you can farm it and grow on it and build your house. Mm. Um, and it's almost like you're going back in time. So I'd probably do that. Um, live in one of those, uh, I think, yeah, that would be my answer. How about you? Where, where would you uh, live if you could choose any state? And it would have to be Alabama. <laughs> Firstly, I love the song and Sweet Home Alabama. It's a classic. Um, what else? Um, there's a great pastor there, uh, Robin D. Bullock. He's amazing. I'd love to go to his church. I don't watch pastors online all that often, but he's the one that I watch every week. Uh, I'd be watching him now if not for this chat. Um, also, I don't think the folk of Alabama would judge me for how much sugar I take in my tea. They seem like, uh, the kind of people whose, whose teacup, they just turns white without, with all the sugar that they, that they take. And I've also heard that, no offense people, that they've got the lowest, what it, literacy rates or, or educational or academic qualification rates in the U.S. And I think that if I wanted to make a play for political power <laughs> I'd like my odds I'd be like you folk look like you need a leader <laughs> how's this blowing for life <laughs> I'm joking people Alabama you're great you're amazing <laughs> I love you lots of jelly dogs yeah I think Alabama would be great we've just lost like you know 50% of our viewers sorry guys alright guys we got one more you can transport one furious elephant into any point in history. Where would you put it? <laughs> oh man, there's so many, so many fun choices here. Um, it has to be a situation that just, it would be out of place. Like it would just be like, that's the wildest thing that I could have imagined for that situation. Or it has to be a situation that is just wild. Like, mm. um, like some sort of, uh, I don't know. Like why is the first thing I think of like JFK's assassination? Why is that the first thing I think of? But, um, <laughs> just a raging elephant comes flying through. Um, no, that's not my answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um oh it's got to be like a bible story you know like balaam's donkey talking uh back to back to balaam like it's got to be like the the furious elephant just goes charging by and then he's just like what was that about and then they just continue on with it like it was no big deal because obviously a donkey talking was no big deal to the dude so a furious elephant charging by yeah. would be no big deal to him so i think it would be just a funny addition to that story. <laughs> How about you? What what would you say? After the example you just gave, I have one to say. The crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> and there go the other 50% of our first listeners. Ooh. No, I'd say the very first moment that Nancy Pelosi, her husband and kids, ever decided to rig legislation in favor of whether they already invested stocks. I just imagine her, and her she and her husband 
sitting in bed having a cup of coffee, talking to their criminal children on lightspeed on the phone, talking about, ha ha ha, we're going to rob these people blind and become millionaires. And next thing she hears, which is my impersonation of an elephant, pulls up the blinds and sees an elephant standing there. I just think the entire future of your country would have changed instantaneously. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeepers. Hashtag, let's go take Nancy. Gas woman. <laughs> Maybe I do like the crucifixion answer better. No, no. Alright, so we hope you enjoyed those answers. Hopefully you laughed and are not morbidly offended or writing us evil, evil letters telling us how satanic we actually are. Um, send us your answers to from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. And then why don't you take it away with today's Bible passage to encourage God's kids. It's Luke 20, 1 to 8. Yes, we are. We're in Luke 20, verses 1 to 8. And it says, Now it happened on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, that the chief priests and the scribes, together with the elders, confronted him and spoke to him, saying, Tell us by what authority are you doing these things, or by whose authority, uh, or who gave you this authority? Like, who, who gave it to you? But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven, or was it from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us. For if they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered and so they answered that they did not know where he, it was from. And Jesus said to them, Well, then neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Um, one of the things we see from the Bible, we see from uh, God's word, and we see from Jesus specifically, is that he likes to ask a lot of questions when somebody asks him a question. Um, so if somebody came up to him and said that in this situation, they came up and they're like, Hey, so whose authority are you doing this? Like who, who said you could, uh, who said you could preach, who said you could teach, who said you could be, who could be who you say you are. And Jesus goes, okay, well, before I, I answer that question, how about you answer this question for me? Um, you know, I, uh, you know, what was John's stuff from heaven or from men? Like, he sort of sets a trap for him. He sets he sets a trap. They they've tried to set traps for him with uh, the whole uh, Roman coin and who's like paying taxes and all that stuff. They've tried to set these traps for Jesus, and here he sets a trap for them. Which one is it? And so they see it as well. You know, if we say from heaven, he's going to say, "Well, why don't you believe it?" And then, but if we say, you know. Uh, is from men, then all these people are going to kill us. Um, and so what they're basically doing is they're not thinking, they're not using their, their thinking wisely. They're using it for themselves. They're using it for a way to get out of the situation. Um, and like we, God gave us a mind to use our, our mind to think and to think logically. And here they're using it to think badly. They're using it for themselves. Our, our thinking is supposed to be used to is used to to understand and to know the Bible. And here they use it as a way just to get what they want. Um, and that is to not get killed and to not look bad in front of a group of people um, and not for Jesus to shame them. 
Um, and so they answer nothing. They, they go, well, we won't answer anything. And Jesus goes, well, then why would I answer your question? It's, it's a logical conclusion is if you won't answer the question that I give you, why would I answer your question? Why, why would I tell you whose authority it is? Cause obviously you're not, you're not think you're not using your brain wisely. You're using it for yourself. Um, so even if I give you the right answer, even if Jesus said, well, you know, I get this authority from God, they're not going to believe him anyway. Um, and so we have to, when we hear this, when we hear these, like, uh, when we're, we're put in these kind of situations where, um, we're used to ask questions directly to use our brains, we have to use them as the right way for God. We don't use them as ways to get what we want or to figure out what we want or to work our way around so that we get what we want. It's to, it's, we use them for God's will. We use them to share the gospel, to show other people and not for ourselves. Um, we, we don't want to be like this where, where we don't, we don't get the answer to our questions because we can't answer a question. Um, so being able to be open and honest with people is, is an all, a good thing and using our brains wisely. Um, is sort of what this passage is is getting at. Uh, Brendan, what uh, what else do you see out of this, and what else do you think you can add, or um, you know, maybe word differently than I did? <laughs> you know, um, I agree with that. And what I would just say is, people were called to be as innocent as doves, but as crafty as snakes. That's a command from Jesus Christ. So, as you go about the world on your day-to-day life, read the room, read the temperature, and ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you, if you don't already know intuitively, or through a spread of discernment, why the person is asking you these questions, or why they're saying what they're saying around you, and what they hope to get out of it. Because I once had someone walk up to me and say, Hey, you're a Christian, right? If I were to drop dead now, where I go to hell? Well, let me tell you, I knew the second he asked me that question, two seconds after saying hello, (laughs) he was testing my integrity. Did I believe the Bible enough to be as blunt with him as he was with me? So I gave him a... I asked him a question... Before I answer that, can I just give you a little bit of a theological context? He said, yeah. I did that. And within one minute, I said, yeah. Yeah, you would. If you were to drop dead right now, you wouldn't wake up in heaven because you've rejected Jesus. Most people would say, you can't say that. Don't mention H-E double hockey sticks. No, I knew what was in his heart. He was testing my integrity. But then there are other people, and actually they're just trying to wind you up, or challenge you, or they want to see if you blow a gasket, so that they can say, oh, you don't have faith, you just have fear, you're afraid you're wrong. Every person's different, every question is different, every heart is different, every motivation is different, but it's the word of God, and the spirit of the Most High God who separates the soul from the spirit, as well as the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So if you don't already know, ask God to reveal it to you. 
Too many Christians are too afraid to speak about Jesus, so they never do. They're not doing their job, which is to evangelize the earth and get it ready for Jesus' second coming. Then we've got other Christians who can't keep their mouths shut, and all they do is speak absolute nonsense. So instead, just take a breath and say, God, you give me the answer here. And the answer, if it's the right one, will expose their heart. I'm not saying they'll always get saved. Sometimes they'll get nasty. <laughs> but pray that you will expose their heart. And you'll actually reveal pretty quickly if they actually wanted an answer, or if they were just trying to trap you, like these Pharisees were Jesus. You'll have success stories. You'll have stories of losses or defeats or missed opportunities. But you can do a heck of a lot when you know it's in someone's heart. So God, that's how I pray over our listeners today. That if they don't already have it, you'd give them a gift of discernment. Where they would be able to discern what is in people's hearts. They'd be able to discern what is going on people's minds. What people need to hear. That they would not speak in arrogance or ignorance under the revelation of your spirit that they would not waste seed but that they would sow good seed in a crafty clever way and it would find good soil in the souls of those they speak to and that they will see abundant fruit come up with jesus even the form of everlasting life in jesus name amen amen and amen. So guys, as always, thanks a million for listening. Drop us a line at from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Tell us who you thought of the show. Um, anywhere we release this, we also have links for our t-shirts and hoodies. Check them out. We've got Irish versions and American versions. Buy them both. I know I will be. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a successful week, a thriving week, a peaceful week, and don't lose your joy. Better days are just around the corner. God bless, friends. Bye. Cleveland side signing off. <laughs> Bye, everybody.